I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Welcome in to Country Roads Confidential at earsports.com, a CBS sports podcast. I am Mike Casaza, here to have a brief conversation with my ally in ideas and inspiration here, Chris Anderson. Chris, dug into a deep mailbag, deep because there are a lot of questions, deep because there were some that required more time and attention to properly consider and answer the question. We're going to circle back, press pause right now, and give a couple of those questions some more time. Leading off of one today about the new athletic director at West Virginia, Ren Baker. Number of people in the media have had a chance to talk to him, which means that, by extension, a whole lot of people have been able to read and hear what he has had to say. And seems like people genuinely like the guy. Good ideas, good delivery, good presence, good relationships with the media, and by extension, fans, which is something of a segue I'm about to make here, I think as we get into the answer to this question, because you and I cherry-picked one from the mailbag submissions the other day that we thought was pretty good and could thoroughly cover some of the transition from one athletic director to the next and from one era in the athletic department to a new one here. And it has to do with what Rem Baker might prioritize if he solicited our opinion. Take through this question and why it has your attention. All right, so the, the question comes from Jmol1989. It says, "How what can Ren do to help the football team succeed? If you Ren Baker called if Ren Baker called you for suggestions, what would they be? Also, what is he going to have to do to get the fan base excited for football this upcoming year? Can he help improve fan interactions?" And he gave a couple examples. Um I think it's important because again, we you and I have discussed this is going to be the biggest hurdle he's going to have to face is one trying to consolidate donors um and and when you say donors you know i think a lot of people immediately think of the big donors the the guys who donate in large sums but there's also the donors that are you the listener uh you are donors in the sense that you purchase tickets you purchase merchandise, you come to the town and you spend your money. You are donors, large, large numbers of donors. And he must consolidate you as well. And I think it's important to try to figure out how that can happen. And that's why you and I are going to take a few minutes to discuss this topic. I think a lot of people are going to hear that question and think like bells and whistles, an NIL bag, something like that. But you've been in that facility, Chris. You talk to recruits. I've been in there. I've been to other campuses. Like you and I have kind of covered the spectrum of the whole um, 
I would say like experientially what players or coaches or recruits or transfers might um, factor into their decisions. And truth be told, West Virginia has nice stuff, stuff, you know, it's facilities, it's infrastructure, it's support, it's academic support, it's athletic training, it's the training table, it's a locker room, it's a podcast studio, it's a barber shop. It's meeting spaces. It's this and that stuff that does speak to players when they're on visits, stuff that players can kind of embrace once they're part of the program, stuff that players and coaches need to function. I'm not sure that West Virginia is wanting in that. Do they want more? Sure. Are they embarrassed by what they have? No. So I guess let me ask you this, Chris. Are there more items you would put on the list of stuff that West Virginia could have that would answer this question. Rem Baker could wave his magic wand and give it to Neil Brown so that it would help. No, I think this is, God, Mike, I'm, I'm supposed to be uh, an economics major and I'm now forgetting the term, but there comes a point where like your return on investment for, for money spent, like every dollar you spend, you're hoping to get back X You've gotten to the point with the facilities that West Virginia has. I believe they are to a point where you're not getting the return on your dollars that you're going to spend right now on top of what you already have. Could you add some Alabama-esque, you know, waterfall cryotherapy hot tub that converts into, you know, a pool table and a lounge? Sure. But you're going to spend an extra $100 million on something like that. And what's the benefit? Is it going to be like one extra recruit? Two, maybe? Like you have built, they have done a great job building up the facilities and the stuff, I think it's a great term, the stuff that they have. And I think any extra dollar spent on top of that right now, as far as improving facilities, it's not a waste, but it's not the best use of your money at this point. Yeah, have a cryo. That was donated, I believe, by some former players, correct? Or paid for, I should say. Have a hot tub. Um, it doesn't convert into a pool table. That'd be pretty cool, actually. But, yeah, like like the things that would make kids go, ooh, and like nudge their friend they're traveling with on the elbow like during a visit. Like, man, they don't have this at blank. That stuff is is, is pretty above board, I think. Could they be better, flashier, newer in some spots? Sure. But like they're they're not like, for example, I, I always use this anecdote. West Virginia would not bring recruits to the training room before because it was bad. Like, imagine that. Like, you're gonna spend a lot of time in the training room in a college football team. They would not take kids there to visit. That's totally different now. Like their their medical facilities are really nice. And where they work and where they hang out, where they eat, where they train, fine facilities. So they don't really need to worry about that anymore. Could they build a practice facility? That's the answer to the question. I think a lot of people are gonna have. There's as we've documented many, many times, there's issues for that money, space, so on and so forth. We're not ignoring that answer, but also we did consider the idea that, okay, what could help as far as stuff? And really, there's not a whole lot there, too. Could they have a private jet where they travel easier? Could they have, you know, a helipad that maybe they could take helicopters to, to Clarksburg? My, my point being, like, even travel is pretty good. Not a, stuff, a whole lot of stuff there that they're at a want for. I mean, and again, short of like NIL investments and money, sure, that would be it. So I think we kind of come to a different answer here, Chris, in that 
to tie all these things together, which is how to get fans to care. Does it necessarily help the team this year? I don't know. But again, I don't know that there's a thing out there that you can acquire and install that's going to make this team better. It's not a hot tub. It's not a whirlpool. It's not an, an infrared um, recovery machine. Nothing like that, which I think they have that too. So as you're seeing, all these things were rattling off. It's not this. It's not this. They all have that stuff. So that's good. So what is it that's going to make this better? And we've kind of come to this one conclusion here that multifaceted starts at a point, but it expands to be pretty broad and cover a lot of areas. And I'm just going to call it external relations. And they have people who are in charge of that. And they have good people who are in charge of that. But the constituency is very, very important right now because it's season tickets, which have been flat for a while. It's single game tickets, which did not lift West Virginia's attendance up high enough so that it wasn't the worst average home attendance since 1999. The Mac is is fractured and, and, and being repaired, but if you improve your external relations, you might have people who give more money. If you improve your external relations, the Country Roads Trust works better. The frustration for Country Roads Trust was that it wasn't getting a lot of help from West Virginia as far as simple promotions of its existence and purpose so it could relate with the external constituents here. So external relations, very important, starts narrow, is extremely broad. Is this the right answer and why, Chris? Yes, it is. I think it's, I'm going to touch on something I said almost a year ago, but go a different direction. I said at the time, with the way, what the program was running into in 2022, you know, kind of a make or break year. I said, things can either open up wildly, and I was speaking of media access, in order to try to curry favor by opening things up to everybody, or it can shut down. Um, There's somewhere in between, but I think you take that and expand it to everything. If you are in this, if you need support, whether it's cheering, positive press you're not buying our press but you know if if you're trying or money you have to let those people in you have to connect with them and further shutting them out whether again that's media or fans or donors is going to make it more difficult to get the things you need So I think this is getting to a point where, and this is where you're talking about the external relations and how it expands to everything. It, if I were in charge, again, this is the question is if Ren Baker called you, if I, if I were, I would say, Neil, to the best of your ability or, or to the, to as best we can without hindering the product on the field, this program is going to be wide open. Fans can come and maybe not come to practice, but we're going to have more fan things. We're going to have more fan events. We're going to have more video. We're going to let media in to the practices. If you know, you have things you want to practice, we can cut that part out. Uh, We're going to do things that are going to be wide open. If you want to, if we're not going to limit, if true freshmen can come in and earn a million dollars, they can talk to the media. They can be made available. Okay. Like there's no more. Uh, we got to protect his little feelings because he's a true freshman. You know, maybe you could talk to No, no, no. If he's making a million bucks or whatever, you know, it's obviously not a million bucks. Uh, well, I don't think it's a million bucks. Um, 
but we got to make it wide open. You got to make, I, I would just dive right into it. Like again, not trying to hinder the program. You know, you don't want secrets out, all that stuff. I know coaches are big on that, but got to make it wide open because no one's going to give their fanhood, their time and their money. If you shut them out, like, Mike, you're married, right? At present, yes. Okay. Always tenuous, but yes. <laughs> yes, currently. Um, current status, yes. Did, when you and your wife first met, did you just ignore her, not talk to her, block her, and then just show up and be like, hey, let's go out? Is that how that worked? You know, I thought about it, and then I solicited the opinions of people who know more about the topic than I do, and I've been married for 15 years. Right. It takes time. It takes opening up, and and it's, you know, I, I'm joking about us being married and our wives and, and those relationships. It's a relationship with your donors, with your fans, with the media, with everybody. You got to spend the time. You got to put in forth the effort to get it if you want to get something back yep so as i catch what you're putting out here it seems like i would answer the phone from ren baker mike what do you think i got an idea ren you're going to your football coach and you're saying coach i'm turning the hose on and we're gonna have access and we're gonna have insight and we're gonna let people enjoy this program that seems like the way to go here external relations and again that could when you turn on the hose, you're going to hit a lot of people, which is good. That's fine. That's the point here, too. Um, is it a media thing, access thing? This is not about getting to practice or having practice reports or anything like that. But if fans know more about the players, they're likely to support the program, whether they show up, they're vocal on social media, they buy jerseys, they do NIL stuff, whatever. Like, that's just a thing. And also, you feel an attachment to them. Um, if you're tired of losing players to the portal, you might feel differently about that. And you might put your money where your mouth is, or you might put your support where your mouth is if you know more about the players. And just being able to talk to who was provided to you in a news conference setting doesn't cut it. People want to have a relationship with people that they might not even know. So if you can find ways to tell their stories, that's good. And, and it's cool that the Country Roads Trust does that Q&A stuff online. They do that. There should be more of that. There should be more of that. It doesn't have to be you or me, Chris, asking the questions and doing the interviews. Like there should be formats for everybody to tell their stories if they want to. If you're a true freshman, you don't want to talk. If you're a senior, you don't want to talk. You don't have to. But yeah, if you're making a lot of money, whether it's a scholarship or NIL, um, there probably should be some sort of public facing presence there too because it helps and you're more likely to support something that you know when you like and there are way too many people on this team who have really cool stories that you've never talked to and never heard from before selfishly for me jaito favoris comes from like muay thai royalty in the netherlands i would love to talk to that guy and there's probably a really cool story about his dad being like a warrior um and you would know more about him we've never gotten to talk to him before um will schoonover came in at the very end of the season on veterans day that was a really cool story because of his background and what he went through in the armed forces. And now he's playing football and wrapping up his career. And people really like that. I'm not saying everybody is like that, but a lot of people have a story that you can root for and you can do that, but also let people into practices because they're going to see something very early on and say, I like this team. I like this position. I like this battle. I'm going to follow it. I'm going to support it. And all of a sudden everything's healthier and 
that merry-go-round is a little merrier every time it goes around. Everybody feels like they're on it, they're on board, they're there for the ride, they want it to work, and they're all going to push in the right direction. What you have right now is not that, Chris. Um, as we shared the first five or six questions from our um, Q&A mailbag were like just observations about how blah things are right now. And it's not just me. A lot of people have made this observation. This isn't a fun program. And when you're not good and you're not fun, that's different from being boring and good. They're not fun. They're not good. And how do you change that? I don't know. But if you can bring people in who could find something to be excited about or want to participate in it, that helps out a whole lot. This starts, I think, Chris, in spring football and what they do there. Do they make more people available? Do they open more practices? Do they put videos online? Can you actually talk to assistant coaches and not just the coordinators? Is there a luncheon? Is there some sort of meet and greet with all the players? The answer should be yes. I don't know how many of those questions, but yes. And then that spring game, I, I don't know if that's got to be like a carnival for football, but that would be my my launching point for whatever I'm trying to do to get people stimulated in football. And Brent Baker told me the story of having a professional wrestling event at a UNT football game with the Von Ericks and getting about 5,000 people to come to a game to watch two wrestling matches or actually matches in two rings. I forget exactly the particulars, but did that have a wrestling match here? No, but like turn that spring game into something that's a celebration of what's about to happen. And also this new partnership between fans and football, because one really shouldn't have to happen without the other right now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If you told me that the spring game turned into a spring half, and sadly, the random special teams competitions just disappeared, and the second half was a camp for children, I think you, I mean, you're not going to double your size, but you're adding a couple extra thousand people in there, throw in something. I know they do, you know, the um, fan gear stuff and signatures. I know that's a, a thing that, that a lot of people enjoy. You can have that somewhere, um, preferably like up 
in the concourse. Like that is covered and you can set up tables. We see them set up tables and stuff like that for camps. I would have that event, the, the signing and the gear event up there in the concourse, have them spread, have players spread out all around the entire stadium and have fans walking around and, and invite back former players to take part in all of it. And, you know, have the fans like, Hey, you know, you want in on this, you know, instead of 10 bucks at 20 bucks or whatever, I know, you know, raising barriers to entry is never good for improving attendance, but you can make it more, you can make it more than what it is. Again, if it were me personally, I'd have some product on the field. I would have players lined up throughout the concourse, current and former players signing stuff, talking to fans down in the indoor practice facility. I would have a place for kids just like, Hey, have a couple you know, GAs down there, making a few extra bucks on the side, running a little mini camp for kids to just run around and act crazy in there and learn a few things. And then in the stadium, you have a half of football and then you move on to something else. Cause I think, you know, it, it could be more than that. And like you said, I think Ren Baker has shown that he has that vision to make it more than that, but that's the kind of stuff that's going to build it and make fans and donors more connected to the program and more willing to donate and support. Yeah, the spring game just can't be your 15th practice and like a half-speed walkthrough where you expect a lot of people to come just because there's a charity involved. Charity is extremely noble. Don't get me wrong. I think that's awesome. But Bob Huggins has a charity, and it's a full-blown exhibition game for the Norma Ray Huggins Foundation, right? So do you make this a full-blown football game? Absolutely not. But treat it like something different, something better. And I don't know what you do. Is it seven-on-seven? Is it flag football? I don't know. At that point, you're probably not doing anything that you wouldn't do in a regular spring game anyways. But it's got to be something different on the field, too, I think. Uh, having a draft would be cool. Do that on country hurts trust, right? Um, players call in, or excuse me, fans call in plays. I think Rich Rodriguez did that one year. Guy was ahead of his time, right? Or what happens, like, if a play works, they get a sack, and all of a sudden, during the timeout, like, Jordan Leslie is drawing up a play on the sideline that's getting flashed up on the board about why that worked. Like, Hey, here's what happened. Let me walk you through why this stunt worked or why this zone coverage tricked the quarterback into throwing. Or if it's a touchdown pass, Hey, here's what happened. You know, we, uh, we flooded one side and the wheel route went up the rail and it was perfect. Just things like that. Like let people know, because now you're making fans smarter and they're understanding things and identifying stuff. And they feel like they're part of it. And all of a sudden you've had this one gesture that might not be very much. It might seem convoluted and crazy coming out of my mouth. It's not a whole lot. And you've done something to really kind of extend your hand and say, hey, you're part of this. Come on, we're going to need you. We want you to be a part of it. There's a lot of things to be like that. And, hey, man, if you throw in like a beer fest or a concert or something on the side, heck, it'll be April, man. Do like ramps and morels for all I care. Be uniquely West Virginia. But make it something more than just a thing that you want people to come out and give money to um, the children's hospital, which is awesome. Keep that there. But make it something that's going to be like an event and not just a 15th practice. And then you've kind of aced your external relations there because the next time you ask, and you're going to have to ask, but the next time you ask, you've got a lot of goodwill. And you might not get yes all the time, but you're going to get more yeses than no's than you probably would have if you hadn't done something before. So it takes a minimum. It takes more than a minimum. But I think that's where you start. If you want to get the support from the fans who have the great seats to the fans who might one day invest in suites in the stadium and everybody in between, you're going to have to make them feel more important. And college football fandom is like a generational thing. You start when you're younger, you go through your students, you age, and you maybe time out or money out of it. You want to keep people in, but you also want to kind of stimulate that that cycle of fans. So, you know, student involvement is going to be important. 
but also that old gray beer with a lot of money and the high echelons of the donors, they're going to be important too. And you're going to have to find a way to, to bookend those two and everybody in the middle as well. So start sooner or later and just focus on those externals. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and it's, this is tough to say, but I think the worse your product on the field, or at least as far as the wins and losses, what'd you say? Somebody told you the two, two, only two columns matter and then somebody corrected and said only one column matters uh something along those lines yeah <laughs> yes so if, if you're not mattering in that one column which is the win column um the worse you are in that column i sadly i think the more you have to open it up the more you have to work here to to try to make it work because i think if you if you're winning you can pull a nick saban and tell everybody to screw off and no one gets to watch practice and nobody gets practice reports and that's that okay like that's kind of how it works. But if you're not winning, I think you do have to work harder to try to build those relationships. Again, like you said, with, with the, the gray beards, with the big wallets, all the way down to your casual fan and, and the people watching from afar. Again, we can, we've seen how on our very website with the money bomb and, and raising six figures in, in, in a weekend. Like, again, I know that's not huge money, but if you can just spontaneously do that with a message board, uh, you know, with, with, with our fans doing it, not them, like not them involved, you could do a whole lot more. Like you can do some big things if you have all the mechanisms that they have at their disposal. And some of that comes with access and opening things up and, and building that relationship and letting fans see what it's really like and really get to learn those, meet those players. I think that that was an important point that you made there. Really, truly getting to meet those players. And, and knowing them because that's where a lot of this anger, I think, is coming from fans with the transfer portal stuff. They're just faceless guys that come in, play for a year or don't play at all, and then just leave. And that's that. And, you know, we try to talk about them best we can. I do interviews with them with the, when they're recruits, but the moment they step on campus, it's, it's kind of up to the school over whether or not we can get to talk to them in official capacity. And if that's the case and the answer is no, then they just turn back into a faceless, you know, cog in the machine that just elects to leave after a year. And fans don't understand why and they don't know the, the person and they take out their anger on them. Yep. Um, one of the comments, I won't name this person because I don't want to pick on it, but I think this is a good point. But one of the comments from the Q&A post was, why should I invest my time and hard-earned money into individuals with no loyalty who can quit tomorrow and walk away? That's a good question. That's the one you have to answer. That's the question you have to answer at this point. Because one, I don't think that's necessarily a fair generalization of students because they have explanations and they have stories that might explain this. But if you don't know them, you have neither the story nor the explanation and you're going to feel like this and you're going to withdraw from the process and the college cannot have that. You cannot have fans withdraw from the process there too. Uh, let's end on this, Chris. You mentioned money bomb. You want to do like the, the Reader's Digest version? No, the, the, the Cliff Notes version of this and what happened and why this external relations thing is kind of near and dear to us. Uh, so one of our members on our site made a, made an extended post just saying that, you know, he, He's going to believe in it. He's going to buy in to Neil Brown. He's going to buy into the program. And, you know, I, I believe, you know, he pointed out, hey, I, I'm a, 
a poor, basically a poor college kid. Like I'm not some big donor, but I'm going to put in 50 bucks and, or whatever it was. And I'm, I believe, and I'm going to make it happen. And this was not and, recently either. No, this was a year ago or so. Like, I mean, what was it during spring football or was it during the Before. summer? Mm -hmm. Um, and went from there and it just built and built and built and people took notice and, and a couple other users, uh, ears nation, you know, is one of our members. He hopped on social media and started promoting it and the school took notice. And next thing you know, it balloons from, I believe I'm going $50 to over a hundred thousand dollars in a weekend. Just completely grassroots, completely, I don't want to say completely, but mostly, you know, restricted to our message board i mean i know it expanded a little bit beyond that but for the most you know and we have a pretty big message board we have a pretty big community um but there's still a rather large selection of fans who aren't even online as far as it goes so if you could do that with just our message board with just, you know i'm not trying to belittle the people but like you know just a fan posting this and then expanding like that why can the school not with everything they have kind of take it beyond that and then chris what happened with that money bomb <laughs> the person who put it together was offered tickets to a football game yeah a, a spot in the suite the uh, athletic director's suite for towson correct um, and this was, as we said, over the summer. That person did not hear about the offer again until the day before the Towson game. And did not hear about it until after pointing out on our message board that no one got in touch with him. Yeah, the athletic director did not get in touch. Um, the administrator for football got in touch. And by that point, it was too late for the person in charge of the money bomb to rearrange plans and get down to the game. I don't believe anything ever came of that. And I'm not giving away secrets here. People who were part of that, who put up the six figures, were not happy and have vowed to not participate again until that was acknowledged or corrected. Um, has not been acknowledged or corrected. So external relations. That's a small slice. It's a small slice that gave you six figures. And the relationship and, wasn't and, repaired. Sorry. And think about that. Like, it's a freaking Towson game. You somebody gave somebody dated and we keep talking about consolidating uh the fan bases to the point of giving you over a hundred thousand dollars in a weekend and you can't even think to send an email for a towson game like it's yes. so little. It's so it, it's giving so little. Like I know that would probably have made that fans like day, life. I mean, not life, but you know, it would have been a huge moment for him to be in the athletic director suite for the Towson game. But in the grand scheme of things, as far as how you reward donors or respond to donors or build relationships, having someone come in and eat a couple shrimp for the Towson game is nothing. It is table scraps, and you can't even follow up on that got to turn that hose on got to get a lot of people involved and got to do it sooner than later if you're going to get things going in the right direction we'll see how yeah. it goes we'll try to take you across the finish line as we get there until then i'm mike casaza and i'm chris anderson we'll talk to you next time 
It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.